Hello and welcome to the Gravesied Official Podcast. I hope everyone has settled back into their school lives as we start getting into 2023. With how busy we all tend to get at the end of the year, it is a good time to recap some of the recent episodes, giving you an introduction into some you may have missed completely, or just reminding you of some of the best clips from recent episodes. Our last recap was episode 145, so this will cover episodes 146 to 162. The Teacher Says series continued strong, with our panel of veteran teachers answering several more questions about teaching effectively or running a good grapeseed program in general. Over the past few episodes, they have talked about what they are specifically doing to help them teach more effective lessons, how grapeseed teachers can better work with the management at their school, a situation in which they wish they had a do-over at their school, the most challenging component for them to teach, advice for second-year grapeseed teachers, how they track student progress, a more advanced classroom management technique, and how specifically they start grapeseed lessons. Lots of amazing stuff. Here's a clip from Teacher Says 11 of Will sharing his advice for second-year grapeseed teachers to continue growing. I think that first and foremost, you have to want to keep growing. You have to feel that although you've learned all the basics and you, you know the flow of things, that you still have room to, to keep growing. Once you, once you have that feeling of wanting to grow, then it's not hard to find things. For example, reach out to your trainer. Grapeseed has a lot of very wonderful trainers, and they're there to help you. And contact them. Contact him or her and talk about anything. Read the teacher's manual. I often find that just reading the lesson plans, the lesson plans gives you questions and it tells you what to do in the specific lesson. But by reading the teacher's manual, you can see the reasons behind the questions and the reason behind the different activities that you do. Listen to the podcast. Every week is very interesting. Make notes about your lesson. Watch professional development videos on the portal. And my favorite, my number one best thing is to make a video of your lesson and watch it, especially make a video of the students. I often find that when I go back and watch the video of my students, when I watch their reactions, it's completely different from what I imagined they were doing when I was teaching the class. We started a new series called New Friends. Up until now, the Grapeseed Friends series has showcased the voices of many veteran Grapeseed teachers. What we have been missing is the voices of newer teachers that have amazing potential. Their perspectives can inspire other newer teachers as well as give some of the veterans a fresh perspective and help them remember how it felt to be a newer teacher. The first episode in this series was 147 with Sydney Hawkins, a teacher in Japan, and later, last week's 162 with Elena, a teacher in Russia. Both of these teachers were highly recommended by their coaches. The clip here is from Sydney's episode. Excellent. Let's just finish on general advice. So any advice for other new teachers out there? I would say don't be intimidated by, you know, when you look at the, when you're starting a new unit, for example, like this has happened with me. Uh, at one week I was starting a new unit with my eight and nine year olds and with my kindergartners. And I was like, how am I going to do this? And I would say when you 
just kind of approach it with a sense of fun. Just have fun with the material, have fun with the songs, sing them to yourself when you're doing whatever. I think that that's kind of the best way to go about it. You know, it's it's for kids and it's for the kids to learn and have fun. So if you can have fun with it as well, I think that that's the best way to go about learning it, mastering it and teaching it to the kids. Of course, we didn't neglect our long-standing Grapeseed Friends series either, with multiple episodes recently. We had 148 with Yukako Manta, a school manager in Japan, 150 with Michael Duda, a teacher in Japan, 158 with Tessa Nguyen, a teacher in Vietnam, and 159 with Maria Beketova, a teacher in Russia. Very international. I'd like to share a clip from 150 with Michael Duda here. Moving from happy times to a little bit more challenging times, what was one challenge you had teaching grapeseed and how did you overcome it? So I'm sure this is often used as an example, but it's something I have to talk about if I'm going to be honest, because it continues to be a challenge. I fight with, you know, to try to improve on year after year with mixed results. And it is, of course, good old classroom management. Uh, I really love to have a freedom of expression in my class allowing kids to comment freely. And, and I really encourage and praise children who ask comprehension questions. Uh, as year after year, I see those confident, inquisitive types reach new levels of success. However, in Grapeseed, we have this important concept known as memory mode, uh, which asks the teacher or the students, whoever is reciting a song or story, to try and finish it uninterrupted before beginning any discussion or expansion, right? Mm -hmm. So, the younger the class, the more difficult it can be to balance sort of spontaneous output and other freedoms that may interrupt the flow of the classroom or the concentration of other students. And it often takes a few units even before all students kind of grasp the concept of listening patiently until a story is done and then raising their hand to try to comment and ask questions when a unit is new, especially. And then by the time we are nearing the end of a unit, you know, they're given a lot more freedom, or at least in my classroom, to heckle or begin discussions. <laughs> and again, I encourage them so much to, to remember the word or page number and ask questions whenever there's something they don't comprehend. And my goal every year is, is to reach a level of sort of natural interaction by Unit 11, where a pupil may even comment or start a discussion with their partner after the material is complete. So... I sort of try to foster that with transitions such as, okay, please stand up and find a friend with the same color on their shirt as yours and ask them, you know, X, Y, and Z. It might just be some fun questions or it might be relevant to the materials, but transitions like that, I find sort of really help to foster that. The new series did not just stop with new friends. Over time, the This and That series with Miklos has evolved from practical teaching advice to a greater focus on grapeseed theory and the bigger picture of what we do. This is, of course, great, but it does open up that original space for another strong voice to fill. Cindy Ota, a coach in Japan, who has been on several times in the recent past, was an obvious choice. With her, we started Cindy's Corner, with two episodes so far. One, episode 149, focuses on the strengths and benefits both native English-speaking teachers and non-native-speaking teachers bring to a grapeseed program. The second, episode 160, is a great reminder for teachers to focus on their classroom atmosphere and inspire the joy of learning in their students. 
The clip I have for you today is from her first episode on Podcast 149. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. At the same time, obviously, I'm not saying here that non-native, like native speakers, as you said, are not as good as non-native. That's not the case here either. And kind of going back to what you mentioned, Adam, I've also seen teachers that been living in Japan, like native speakers, or really anyone that's been living in Japan for some time, and then they try to acquire Japanese, they also understand the frustration. So that also helps too. So I totally agree with that one. When you've, you've yourself acquired the second language, you kind of know the frustration, the, the timing when you lose confidence, all those, you know, all those elements that's involved in acquiring a language, they kind of understand and they can, they can support students in that way. And Going back to what I was talking about, qualities of a great teacher, I think it includes skills in like communication, communication with their peers, with us as uh, with Grapesy coaches, knowing how to listen actively and accept others. That goes for again going for uh, goes for peers because I've also seen schools with like multi multicultural you know, teachers teaching together and they, they dress differently, they talk differently. And there's, you know, there's frustration and irritation, sometimes even conflicts, but learning to listen actively and then accepting others and knowing how to collaborate, share thoughts, share ideas, uh, adaptability, desire to get better and the passion of their love of learning, which I think comes from being self-aware and empathy things like that. And like, let's say this teacher isn't a native teacher and she does make minor errors. However, if she or he is open to feedback, willing to change and learn, willing to self-reflect and develops, then they will for sure get better each day, right? And if they are empathetic, always observant, uh, attentive to the student's need, helping them grow with patience. If you have a teacher like that, will you put native speaker on the checklist? I highly doubt it. So that is something I think students will also acquire apart from English by being with such teachers. Teachers then not only teach them English, but become role models in learning in itself, uh, like striving to get better each day. And that quality goes beyond English. It becomes who you are and your values. The last new series we have introduced is the Grapeseed Talks Archives. Grapeseed Japan, and from what I hear, Vietnam too, has recently been holding calls with teachers, where teachers can share their ideas about a particular topic. These aren't training sessions. The coaches take on more of a facilitator role and just keep the conversation moving. I've listened to just about all of these and wanted to showcase some of the best clips here on this international platform. So far, we have had episode 153, which was from a Q&A session between teachers and Kelly Young, one of the vice presidents of Grapeseed. The other was 157 from a session on classroom management. Here's a clip from Kelly's episode 153. I, I have a question. It's it's maybe not directly related to us. It's more so towards Kelly. Um, do, do you have a, um, something that you've worked on for Grapeseed that um, has been your favorite experience or maybe like a really proud achievement? 
Wow, that question I was not prepared for. Um, I will say that we have created Little Seeds since I came. I, that was my first big project to be in charge of. And I absolutely love Little Seed. Um, I love the characters. I just love watching three-year-olds that, you know, we didn't expect to be speaking and they speak right away. I mean, it's it's just a lot of fun to watch that one. So as far as Grapeseed, I'm excited that the curriculum is complete now because that was, I think we were on unit 31 when I came. And so we've finished those up. Um, another big thing that I, you, I don't know, I this, we may not have time to talk about this, but I'll try. Uh, we have developed a new computer program for our curriculum team that um, I know it. you may not believe this, but when we first built the curriculum, we spent a lot of time trying to decide which vocabulary words to choose. We looked at, I think, like a dozen different lists. So we looked at um, Oxford and College or uh, Council of Europe and Pearson, and we took all of those lists, put them all into spreadsheets, figured out which ones were the most common. And then we looked at like, which ones do kids need? Um, and can we take off some of the adult words that kids don't need? So we made it very child specific. And then um, we looked at what do they need when? So like in unit one, they're going to need a lot of words so that they can talk to the teacher. So and the teacher can tell them what to do. So that's why we have friends and sit and yes and no and stand and, you know, all of those things. So making sure that we had the vocabulary in the right place. And so when we had our list of 4,500 words, we had 40 units and we had to go through and figure out which ones went where. And then we had to figure out the language functions and where they went, because we don't just teach a language function once, um, we get very much more sophisticated. So like if a language function is um, exp expressing regret, we start with I'm sorry, and then um, maybe it's more like I'm sorry I did that, or um, it gets more uh, I'm sorry I forgot, which is more specific. And it just keeps going. I'm so sorry I forgot to feed the dog. Um, I'm sorry I forgot to feed the dog before I left. So we have this entire map of across the units, not only the first time that we teach them, but also where do we bring them back in again and how many times do we review them, which is perfect for putting in a computer system. So we have a computer system and I can put in any word in the curriculum and find out how many times it's been taught in every single unit that it's been taught in. And that's the system we used to help us figure out which words needed to be reviewed in 21 to 30 with those flashcards. And so now the whole thing, it's so complex now because it's got the scope and sequence and every objective and the objectives tied to the teaching activities for every exposure for every, uh, component. And I, that system is just amazing. So I didn't build it, but I told them what we needed. <laughs> so I let, I let the computer guys build it, but it's an amazing system that really helps us make the curriculum our own. To close us out for this recap, we had appearances from several other older series. 152 was to take a step episode on the Hayride from Unit 14, something that was requested by one of the panel in our Teacher Says series. 154 was a this and that with Miklos about the differences between a child learning their first language and what we do in Grapeseed. And finally, 155 was a deep dive episode with our guest Joshua, who shared everything his school does to encourage English outside of Grapeseed time. The last clip today is from that episode. Um, it's a really good question, and it was something that's taken a couple of years for us to actually kind of think about. But on our side, we do an afternoon English time. 
And it's in addition to grapeseed, but it all is connected to grapeseed. And everything we do in that time is to encourage kids to have fun with English, use the English that they know, and learn new English. And everything revolves around that, that mantra. And for us, on our end, uh, from this year, we started using a STEAM or a STEM-based approach to that. And each time we do a lesson, it revolves around science, technology, engineering, arts, or mathematics. That's one of the things that we try to stick to each time. And doing that, we found at first we were really kind of scared to implement this at a kindergarten with three, four, and five-year-old kids. And we started to think, okay, maybe we cannot do it with three-year-olds. It's beyond their comprehension and skill set at this stage. So we decided to focus more on the four- and five-year-old age groups. So with that, we started to experiment a little bit on our side how to um, conduct lessons that, number one, would use the English that they're learning in grapeseed productively in this STEAM or STEM environment. And from this year, I think we've really hit some really fun and exciting lessons that have been engaging, productive, and are rehashing or reusing or adding to the grapeseed experience. And what we found is the kids walk away with like this passion and like excitement for learning English that they're already getting in grapeseed, but it's just extending it out and beyond that. So that, you know, every day they're asking, is today an English time? And when we give them the answer, like, no, I'm sorry, today's the zoo day, or, or no, I'm sorry, today we have to do sports practice day. The reaction is very disappointing on the kids. And they're like, really wanting to do English time every single day. And it's really, 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 really uh, encouraging on our end. And it makes us feel good to know that kids love to do these STEAM and STEM based lessons that are focused on grapeseed language skill sets. And I really enjoy doing it. Another great season of podcast content. If you have any requests for future episodes, or if you just want to tell me which of the recent episodes you like the best, send me an email at mailcarrier at grapeseed.com. As always, thank you for listening, and good luck in the classroom. Goodbye, my friends, goodbye. I'm sad to say goodbye. It was a good day, but now I will say goodbye, my friends, goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.